Hi there, I'm James Dapache and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are going to have a chat about a Section 66G trust for sale and some cost orders that flowed from that. That all sounds a little bit crunchy, don't worry. Hopefully we're gonna learn a couple of useful things along the way. So let's flash back a couple of years. We have a person who is the co-owner of property and that person is made bankrupt. And the effect of the sequestration orders is that a trustee in bankruptcy becomes the owner of that co-owner's property. Co-owner's bankrupt, trustee comes in, now the trustee owns everything. Which means that now the trustee owns that bankrupt person's half share in a piece of property. So the trustee goes and speaks to the co-owner of the other half of the property and says, hey, can we reach an agreement where we can sell this property so I can realise some cash to administer this bankrupt estate? What our co-owner over here says is, yes, uh, and then about a year later says, no. And so what the trustee in bankruptcy finds itself having to do, finds himself, if I recall, <laughs> having to do, is to turn his attention to section 66G of the Conveyancing Act. And this is a fiddly little section that comes up for us from time to time, but in essence, it allows the co-owner of property to approach the court and to seek an order vesting the entirety of the property into some independent third party owners for those third party owners to sell it, get the cash, and then distribute it back to our co-owners in dispute, right? So what our trustee in bankruptcy says is, right, we've got no agreement to sell. Uh, I'm gonna go to the court to have 66G trustees appointed. And the short point is, is that a well-prepared 66G trustee application will succeed a commanding majority of times, and in this case, it did. Which means that the ownership of this property that was half owned by the bankrupt and half owned by the other co-owner now vested into an independent third person. Interestingly, this co-owner consented to that happening. They were probably advised that, look, 66G orders get made, so you should consent. What also happened is at the same time those 66G orders were made, is that an order for legal costs, for costs was made, with the effect that the disputing co-owner had to pay the applicants, the trustee in bankruptcy's costs of that 66G application, right? So two orders made, one, 66G, that order's made, two, costs, you gotta pay their costs. Right. And so things tick over. The property's sold and the bankruptcy trustees say, hey, we've got all this cash in the bank, um, Let's, fin let's finish this all up, let's figure it out. Right. What our trustee in bankruptcy says is, look, this substantial amount of legal fees was incurred, you have to pay it pursuant to those orders. Here's a discounted amount, please agree to have that discounted amount paid from what you would have otherwise got from the trust funds. And in short, <laughs> the respondent, this defendant here, the other former co-owner says no. Uh, and there's a bit of argy-bargy, a bit of back and forth. There's a suggestion made from this co-owner's solicitor uh, to the trustee and bankruptcy solicitor that the costs were a bit steep, and uh, the trustee and bankruptcy solicitor has some serious problems getting in contact with the defendant solicitor. Um, there are problems with responsiveness 
emails not being replied to, uh, emails going unanswered, phone calls you know, going awry, all this sort of stuff. And so what the trustee and bankruptcy solicitors do is they apply to the court to seek a gross, what was I just saying? I was talking about the cost order application, about the gross sum cost order. They say, look, we don't want cost assessment, which as you might know is a long process where both parties argue about whether costs were reasonable or not. We want X dollars. The court isn't always going to grant that X dollar figure for costs, but essentially our trustee in bankruptcy says, remember when you said that the co-owner had to pay our legal cost of the 66G application? We've tried to get them to pay, we've tried to negotiate, we've exchanged offers, nothing concrete has happened, so we want X dollars for our costs. Here's how we came to X dollars, invoice, 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 time records, time records, time records, all that sort of stuff. So what the court does is goes through the invoice, 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 time records and finds that it's, it, it, it's not unreasonable. Legal fees are significant, as, as many of you will know, but it's not an unreasonable figure. And the court also says, well, based on the co-owner's approach to all this other stuff, it's likely that the co-owner is going to be really difficult and elusive and perhaps unresponsive in a cost assessment process. And so this is an appropriate scenario for a gross sum cost order for just you have to pay X dollars being made. And in short, the court made that gross sum cost order in an amount marginally smaller than what our trustee in bankruptcy sought. But the short point is uh, the trustee in bankruptcy got the 66G application up, property was sold, got some money for its costs and was able to go on with the administration of the estate. I hope that uh, adventure uh, assisted you and I look forward to chatting again soon over another coffee and in relation to another case note. Cheers.